to all the fine people out there in podcast land. This is episode number 128 of eBay the Right Way. Today's date is August 30th, 2023. We are heading into Labor Day weekend. Wow, that was a fast summer. My guest today is Gail in Ohio. Okay, just one announcement. You may have seen this on my Facebook group, but I wanted to let all the listeners know because there are lots of people who don't do social media. I received this message last week. Hi, Lynette, who was recently featured on your podcast, passed away of a brain bleed Thursday, August 17th. We are devastated. I am her sister-in-law. It was such a comfort to hear her voice a few nights after her death on your podcast. She was the most giving person I've ever known. Thank you for featuring her. It was such a gift to the family. We are healing, but it is difficult. She exceeded at everything she did. She loved listening to your podcast as she traveled back and forth to teach and work with doctoral students at Harding University. She taught every level of Bible classes from preschool to women's classes, including worldwide online Bible studies. She gave all of her eBay proceeds to charities and individuals around the world. 1,600 items sold and 500 in her eBay store. Such a huge loss of genius and a servant of Christ. She will be missed. I felt the need to notify you because your podcasts were such a big part of her life. And I replied with, thank you so much. I so enjoyed meeting and chatting with her. She was a lovely lady in every sense of the word. I know she will be terribly missed. And yes, I'm having a little trouble getting through this. But just so you will know, we recorded the podcast on July 25th and it aired on August 9th. She passed away a week later and I'm so glad she was able to listen to the podcast. Lynette used the name Lydia Buseme on Facebook, so you will see many $100 supersized sales that she posted in the group and on the YouTube videos. When I read this news, I had a bit of a meltdown, and I'm sorry, I'm a little choked up here. I'm so glad that I was able to create a recording that her family can listen to forever. The eBay community has lost someone very special. I'm sorry to start off this podcast with such heavy news, but I wanted to take a moment to honor Lynette here on the podcast and remind you that life is so fragile and precious. Make every day count. Welcome back, listeners. I have a famous person with me this week. <laughs> You're generous. <laughs> so we have Gail. And where are you located? I am in near Cleveland, Ohio, between Cleveland and Akron, Midwestern. Okay, great. Okay, so are you Midwestern polite? 
Uh, it depends on the situation. <laughs> I can get New York in a minute, but I can be very, very <laughs> kind and patient. At so yeah, for people who don't know what that means, it's like, you're just polite no matter what the situation is. You might be in the emergency room bleeding to death and you're like, right. oh, I'm so sorry. I'm messing up the floor. You know? <laughs> I don't bother anybody. <laughs> right, right. Okay, Ohio. <laughs> We've had a lot of guests from Ohio and I hear that the um, the thrifting and the garage sales and finding inventory is wonderful there. It is. It's, it's like a garden of Eden over here. I mean, and just, I think, America in general is just a land of abundance and uh, very disposable. So, you know, you know, your ashtray gets filled in the car and you want to buy a new car. Well, I'm not like that. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, garage sales, estate sales, church sales, they're just oh, um, yeah, overflowing here. So this is uh, August 18th. We're recording and it's supposed to be 95 here in South Carolina and for the foreseeable future on the extended forecast, it's 90s and above. And it's I'm nice. so ready for fall and all these neighborhood sales. And um, it's just been kind of dead here because nobody wants to go outside. It's too hot. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's picking up. I've got my regular my regular haunts. Once a month, I've got a church sale to go to. But uh, today we're looking at 65, mostly sunny. Yesterday, it's been raining. For the high? Week. Well, right now, but I think we might hit 72. Oh, gosh. It'll 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 warm up before you know it. <laughs> yeah, and then we have that layer of humidity here in the south. It's just yeah, suffocating. So, um, yeah, there's that. Yeah, that's but, why I keep my hair curly, no matter what. This too shall pass. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll be complaining that it's too cold. So, right. Anyway, um, let's start with um what brought you to ebay when did you start okay your backstory my backstory is um well i was born in 64 so we're right simpatico on the age and the era um, oh gosh the so next year's a big birthday for you yes and you know what actually i am selling i'm super selling and i would love to go to japan to see the cherry blossoms so that's on my bucket oh, list wonderful. And, uh, yeah. And my kids were going to go to uh, Canada, just the the three of us. So that'll be nice. nice. But so the way I started, I think I was really born to do this. Um, back in the early 70s, my mom was a garage sailor. So she would throw me and my sister in the back of the Plymouth station wagon and we would be gone for the day. You know, we'd start crying. We'd get the McDonald's and, you know, that would shut us up for a little bit. Um so I was always garage sailing, thrifting with her. And I got to tell you, now my mom is is 90. And I she's the, the old G of um, haggling. So it's great when you bring this little white-haired old woman, you know, and nobody wants to say no to a 90-year-old, right? So she'll go and she'll see these, you know. I'm like, Mom, I, I really like that bedding set. You know, it's $25. See what you can do. So she'll go up to him and she'll say, can you take $5 for this? And I'm like, oh, I want to run and hide. But they'll say yes to her, you know, they don't want to hurt her feelings. So um, I bring her and my sister along. My sister's also a great uh, haggler. So always have garage sales. And so you're basically using your mother as a pawn in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And well, now I'm the one buying her McDonald's for lunch. So, so well, she that's okay. Services. 
When I first started eBay, my mom was living with me because she had had hip surgery and we, I just went through a divorce. And so we kind of joined forces and I did the same thing. We'd go on senior day and she would, she would check out and get the discount. You know, this was 20 years ago. And, um, and then I take her to lunch and it worked just wonderfully. <laughs> right. It's quality time and value time. You can't beat it. You know, it's family right. empire, I like to think. Yeah. But I was just like, mom, you just, when you're checking out, you can't tell them what we're doing with this. I Because back then, and when I first started, I was very self-conscious about, you know, what if they know what I'm doing and what if they know I'm reselling, but really it doesn't matter they love resellers because we buy a lot of stuff and we're regular customers. And I would love to know the amount of money I have spent buying inventory over the lifetime of my eBay experience. And I'm sure it's over a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, too bad. It's not like the, um, the casinos in Las Vegas with a, the rewards member. I mean, we'd be gold or platinum silver star uh, level. (laughs) <laughs> or anywhere, you know, get, well, some of the thrift stores do a little punch card where you, when you fill up the card, you get something free or you get something 50% off or whatever. So I do like those loyalty programs, but unfortunately Goodwill doesn't do that. Yeah. They're, they're changing their, their, uh, their mottos, you know, lately you don't get, when I would donate, you would get a coupon for, you know, 50% off your day, but you don't get that anymore. They don't even want to give you the receipt when you donate. You know, you got to go online and and download it that way. But and when some people... of them don't even give you a bag anymore here in the Carolinas, oh. they've stopped doing that because that's an expense. So if you don't have your own bag and you want things in a bag, they charge you yeah. like a dollar. Oh, and <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, things are tough everywhere, I guess, right? Ours, yeah, we don't need to go down that rabbit hole of anti-goodwill discussions. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I will say when we do go to garage, to Goodwill and we see something, um, my mom will say, oh, do you think Uncle Harry would like this? And you know, we don't have an Uncle Harry. So that's our code that, you know, would this sell on eBay without having to uh, disclose what we're doing? Yeah, a lot of resellers have a code word when they have a partner with them shopping. It's like, do you think grandma would like this? Or uh-huh. do you think oh in the living room? You know, they have all these code words that yeah. we have our ways. <laughs> but I I really at this point reselling is so common. Back in the day, what year did you start? Oh, well, you know what? I've been on eBay since 2003. Hey, same um, as me. Okay. Yeah. So and- back then we were a very rare breed. And so we were more self-conscious about people knowing what we were doing. And, oh, and my thing was, I was terrified that, because I thought, oh, eBay is so great. You can do it at home. You can do as much as you want. Um, you know, your your own boss and all that kind of stuff. You could set your own hours. And I just thought everybody in the world was going to do this because it was so fabulous. Right. And I was like, want them to know what I'm doing because they're going to copy me and they're going to, they're going to get all the good stuff. They're going to buy it, leave me. Um, Yeah. That never happened because people are, if they don't get it, they don't want to do it. They want that guaranteed hourly job, salary job. Like this is too risky. My whole family, nobody gets it. They Mm -hmm. just, they think I am 
crazy. I think they found me on the side of the road and I don't even belong to them. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, back to your shopping with your mom. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we we have always done that and uh, was uh, married for almost 20 years. And I thought, oh, okay, I could smell the coffee burning or I should say the cabbage burning. And um, I thought, oh, you know what? I think I'm going to need some type of side hustle because we, you know, at, we actually did end up getting divorced. Um, my worst fear being a single mother of two, you know, they were in high school, but oh my gosh. Uh, so I thought I've got to come up with uh, another uh, stream of income. And so I really. Yeah, and high school is a very expensive stage with, do you have sons or daughters or one of each or what? One of each. Okay. So the boy. Ways. It's just so hard to keep them in clothes and shoes that fit. Oh, it's a very yeah. expensive age. And then they're they're going to be driving. And then you have all the driving lessons or all the stuff that's required to get their license. And and then something yeah, for them to drive and the gas to go in the car. And it's like, you think, oh, you know, I, I didn't really, I wasn't really a fan of changing diapers, but that was a lot easier than having teenagers. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm very fortunate. Both of my kids are are wonderful, very level headed, very pleasant people to be around. We we still get together all the time, you know, at least once or twice a week and have dinner and hang out. Um, But, you know, you're expensive in high school and college. You know, there's the homecomings, the proms, like you say, the cars, um, books and food and, and all the rest. So I ramped up and got us through that. Uh and I was always, I've always worked since I've been 13, I've always worked. Um, so my first job, my first life of a career was uh, pharmacy. My father owned an independent uh, drugstore. So I think from him, I learned customer service because, you know, people can go anywhere and buy a tube of toothpaste cheaper, but you wanted the personal experience. So that's always helped me with my customer service with eBay and learning about medical supplies. So that helped, you know, build the person that I am today on eBay. Um, my second career was in a third-party debt collecting company. So I learned about how to run a business and what equipment you need. So I took that information and was able to do, you know, headsets. And so from there, I learned a lot about office equipment, printers, cell phones, um, things that were out of my wheelhouse, but I got mm-hmm. very comfortable very quick. I just want to interject something about being a single mom raising kids because sure. I know there are a lot of us out there. And how old are your kids now? Now they are 31 and 33. Oh, wow. Okay. Mine are 27 and 29. So just exactly two years behind you. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you're hustling, you're doing this job. And and I had been downsized out of jobs, so I just wanted something that I couldn't be downsized out of. And I was never fired for performance. It was last hired, the part-timer, you know, we're doing away with that job, whatever. So it was very frustrating as a conscientious, dedicated, responsible worker for that to keep happening. And I think that was what pushed me into this. But um, when things would come up, like you said, prom, graduation parties, you know, all those things. Um, I would think about it, you know, can I go back and do this again? No, it's a one-time deal. And um, 
you would just hustle harder to come up with the money to make it happen. And I don't regret any of it. Just I would, I would sacrifice things for me. Like I have this joke that I lived in sweatpants for five years because (laughs) (laughs) um, why do I need clothes to work at home on, you know, and go to Goodwill? Why do I need anything fancy? But um, just for the single moms out there, you're doing the right thing when you make sacrifices for your kids, because later in life, when you look back, I don't want to have any regrets. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you just, you can't go back and raise your kids over again. And even the, the ones listening that have little, little ones, you know, even if you're married or you you have a partner, um, they are a time suck, but, you know, eBay is always going to be there. You know, you can't go back and and raise that baby again. So, um, I just, I like to encourage the single moms and the busy moms and the moms with lots of kids. <laughs> don't worry about your eBay. It'll be there for you. Pay attention to your kids because you, you're going to regret it if you don't. So right. anyway, that's mm-hmm. my speech. So, yeah. You can't um, go back. back. To, yeah. Back to learning about printers and computers. So, um, yeah. Are are those things that you sell now because you have that um, knowledge? If, if I come across them, I, I definitely will, you know, pick it up. But, you know, getting back to, you know, raising your kids and working at a place where you could be downsized, you know, when the recession hit in 2008, I was downsized part time. And, you know, having these kids and, you know, you you ramp up the eBay and that really it, it keeps you afloat, keeps your head above water. Um, and when I look back, I thought, Oh, I'm afraid to leave the job to get insurance. You know, I stayed at the job. I should have left then, you know, but you, mm-hmm. I lacked the confidence. Um, then fast forward to five years ago, I was downsized again. And I thought, you know what? This is my sign. I'm going to go full time. So I've been full time five years, you know, on my own. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So full time yeah. eBay. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about your your store and your business and all that. But um, I consider myself a part timer because I'm doing all these different things for the education side and mm-hmm. the content side. And um, like today, today is all eBay. I've got things I need to list and um, take care of. And that's what I want to do. I'm not going to go shopping because I still have things to list. And it's going to be 95. So (laughs) stay at home in air conditioning, drinking uh, iced tea and work on my pile of stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So thrift stores, garage sales, they're not going anywhere. And there's no estate sales this weekend, nothing less than 30 miles away. And that's just, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So you started back in 2003 and Do you have an eBay store? Uh, no. I, at that time, I mean, you didn't even have to have pictures. And then they started charging to, right. to post pictures and people could send you cash. So it didn't have a store. It was all auction. Well, I mean, that time. Oh. now. You have a store now. Oh, I have a store now. Yes. It's uh, the game. Okay. And how many items are in there? There are a little more than 2,000. A little north of 2,000. You, you have to have that, uh, you have to have the variety and you have to have the the quantity, I think, to, to be able to be full-time. You know, I mm-hmm. have, I have my, um, my rituals, you know, every morning I get up, make my coffee, 
light my candle. I send out my offers. I wake up the beast for the day because you have to be active every day. (laughs) Say a prayer to the great beyond. Bring me some sales. (laughs) Speaking into existence, talk to the universe a little bit. And and right, right. You you don't ask, you don't get right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And you have to stay positive. And, you know, that's one thing. Um, that I just look to you for because you are consistent that you're consistent first of all but I've bought your calendar and I have it hanging right over here um, oh, and you keep me motivated I mean there's days where you know you want to take it easy but then I'll, I'll look and um, I'll say oh just pick five things off your death pile and list it and like I can I can do that and then I'll I'll do whatever I want but I'll I'll do what Susanna says and we should we should all get that bracelet WW. <laughs> SD, what would Suzanne do? So of here's your encouragement for the day. Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot of times it's for me. You know, I have to remind myself, okay, it's been slow this week. It'll come back. It always comes back. Keep yourself right. busy while you're waiting. There's nothing you can do to make people buy. I've got three things that sold on offer that haven't been paid for, and the time is almost up. So you're just like, People, please don't accept offers if you're not going to pay. You just you just want to smack them in the head because it's right. you, you get one of them's an eighty dollar item and you're just like you're waiting for that and it just never comes. Yeah, yeah, and, and so. it comes in spurts. You know, I'll get I'll get three. $100 sales in, in one week, then I'll just do my little $5 sales and then I'll get three returns. I haven't had returns in like six months, but I get hit with three all of a sudden. So you'll never figure it out. The only thing, you know, you can rely on is yourself to be active on it and doing, you can't worry about, you know, I know it's the summer slowdown right, right now, but um, you can't worry about it. You got to keep, got to keep going forward, baby steps forward all the time. And isn't it interesting, the reasons for returns? I have a scarf coming back. Okay, that doesn't have to fit. That just goes around your neck. No matter what size your (laughs) neck is, you can make it happen. And the lady's like, oh, I just didn't like it. And I'm thinking, you saw a picture of it. You saw the colors. The measurements are on there. Like, what's the problem? But that's... That's customer service. We have to be open for returns. And it's just like, I understand if it's a jacket that didn't fit right or something like that, you know, with clothing. But it's just sometimes you you look at the reason and you're like, really? I bet this is the kind of person that always complains about their food in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Or like they're they're the Karen in the line at Target. <laughs> that's just you know nothing's going to suit them and there's there's just people like that so you just have to you just have to let it roll off your back you know and keep going yeah yeah I mean I had somebody return um something like that I think it was a pair of shoes and they said they found it cheaper elsewhere so okay so you're still paying the shipping to you you're paying the return shipping to me and did, did you save a dollar fifty? But you're really paying out another ten dollars in the the shipping. Uh, I'll never figure people out. Well, and when that happens, you know they they paid nine dollars to have it shipped to them, and then they're paying 
to ship it back because it's not an INAD. So they're paying. So I just kind of roll my eyes and say, oh, another person who can't do math, you know, <laughs> or doesn't want to do math because, you know, me, when I order something and it doesn't work out, I just resell it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But you're, you're thinking, okay, you spent $18 for nothing. And I don't know, that just doesn't make sense to me as a frugal person, but mm-hmm. the yeah, sellers out there listening, they are nodding their head like, yep, that happens all the time. We don't get it, but mm-hmm. that's just what happens. So um, anyway, um, let's go back to you and your store. One more thing I wanted to ask is with 2000 items, uh-huh. about how many do you sell a month? Oh, wow. That is a good question. And, or and a day guess, or a week or whatever you want to talk about. You know about. what? Okay. So let's break it down daily. I'm usually shipping out three to four things a day. So if okay. you want to start from there, but it, it changes. So what by 30 days, so 90 to a hundred things a month. Uh-huh. Did I, did I do the math right? Um, that That's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a good estimate for 2000 items. Um, I was, talking with another eBay seller and she has over 5,000 items and she sells less in a month than I do with about 500. So I just always wonder like, is she not selling the right things or is she not taking offers or I don't really know that there is a formula for if you have this many items this many are going to sell a month. It all depends on what you're selling and how you price and all that. Yeah, there is no. And I, I used to live in. I used to listen to the scavenger life. And when oh, I, I love. Them. Oh, yeah. I, I was uh-huh. heartbroken. Heartbroken when they stopped um, podcasting. And but actually, it was the silver lining was I found you. So it all worked out. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, you were forced one, to look elsewhere. <laughs> forced, yeah. <laughs> um. And one thing they said was the the amount of what you have in your store, it's not exponential. Like if you if you had 500 and you went up to 1,000, your sales wouldn't double. So it's just, it's a great mystery of the Sphinx. You'll never figure out, you know, how how eBay works. They're, they're uh, what, they're anori- uh, logarithms, algorithms, algorithms. Yeah. you know, you'll just, it is what it is. So if you have something, list it. That's all you can do. Keep listing. And I used to listen to them all the time because they did a lot of different businesses. Uh, for the listeners, it's Jay and Ryan. Right. And they are in the Shenandoah Valley in Virginia. And their store is Ryan's Valley Vintage. It's R-Y-A-N-N-E. And um, I still watch their store. And I think they're up to 10,000 items now. Wow. You know what? They just um, go. I think one of the things that uh, my husband and I want to do is we want to go down there and uh, they've opened up a coffee shop. So I'd yes. love to uh, say, hey, I'm a trash elf. Let's have some coffee. Yeah. And I think they have two Airbnbs now. Yeah. Last time I checked. So anyway, um, this isn't really a plug for them. It's just people <laughs> that we knew. But yeah, they they did a podcast. They had some like 400 episodes. They did yeah. it for a long time and it was on uh, YouTube. And then the podcast networks when that started ramping up. But um, yeah, they they're in an area where they just find all this old stuff and um, they'll sell anything. 
and they they really hustled it. So um, I do miss their podcast, but mm-hmm. you can still watch their store and and see what they're doing because they they're still going strong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they also promoted you know the way of life. If you're going to be selling on eBay full time, you know, uh, uh, Jay would always talk about you know uh, Ryan making something in the crock pot, and they were going to eat on it all week. You know, so mm-hmm. you know you have to plan what you're gonna what you're going to eat, your little treats for the day, how you're going to keep yourself healthy and motivated and enjoy what you're doing. Or they're like, we have to chop wood today. You know, it's the middle of the summer. So they're, (laughs) they're getting their wood ready for the winter to burn in their um, cast iron stove. Cause I don't think they had. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. They Um, they, they were like, they're like homesteading. They're like Mm. pioneers. Yeah. They raise um, bees for them. Oh, they have bees. They had bees, yeah. And uh, Ryan would sell the 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 wax and the propolis, or that um, it's a very healthy offshoot of of what bees produce in the hive. Right. Okay. Yeah. So um, here we are off track yeah. again, but I, I do watch their store because I'm just amazed at how much stuff they have. But they do have unlimited storage. I think they have like oh, yeah. an extra big thing, and they have a lot of room for things and. They don't care if it takes four years to sell. Oh, yeah. They're in the long haul. Yeah, I've got things in my store that uh, 2016, actually, I just just sold some driving moccasins. And, you know, it's funny, as much as I say I want out of the shoe business, I want out of the clothes, too much measuring, too much, you know, uh, but I will always pick up a pair of men's leather driving moccasins. Those those always go for big bucks and they're they're easy to clean up and put out. But I know I don't think you can make an all or nothing statement. It just depends on what the item is, because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, clothing is definitely more work. But if it's something like a St. John suit or a Coogie sweater or something that can sell for over two hundred dollars, Okay, I'm gonna look at that. Mm-hmm. You know, right. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get that. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so 2,000 items, good for you. Mm-hmm. All right, now, um, so what kinds of things are your best sellers? Um, I think my bread and butter is craft kits. Um, I'm a needle pointer, so uh, I, I know what a a high end piece looks like. I've gotten into um, punch hook cross-stitch. And, you know, there's nothing easier to list and sell and ship than a craft kit. There's nothing to break. The contents are listed. You can buy them for 25 cents to a dollar, sell them. You know, if if there's others on, on eBay, you know what it's going to go for. You can do a buy it now. If there's something mid-century modern you can't find, okay, that's an auction. And, you know, Crafters are a special breed. We we want what we want, and we we not afraid to to pay for it. So I've had auctions go up to you know two hundred for some mid century modern craft kits, new and package. Yeah, crafters are let's call them craft enthusiasts, not craft hoarders, <laughs> because <laughs> you just want to do all these projects. So you buy the kit, and you may never get to it because. You're just, it's like being a kid in a candy store sometimes. I remember I was into all that in the 90s before I had kids and I had time to do it. And it was just, I'd go to Michael's or Hobby Lobby or whatever and just 
buy all these things. And I ended up selling a lot of them on eBay <laughs> when yeah. I started because I'm like, I don't have time for this anymore. I'm I'm never going to do this. So let me pass it on to somebody who will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and they, they, get, um, they become discontinued or, you know, a company goes out of business or somebody wants to make that exact thing because they had it and want to make it again to give somebody else or whatever it is. So they're very specific in what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the other thing I like to sell is the medical supplies. And uh, one one story that really got me started on the road to thinking, oh, this could be a business. Um, I was at a church sale and, you know, they have the nicer section. They call it, you know, the, the boutique. Well, there's a little box and I open up the box and there's a beautiful pink breast in the box. And I'm, you know, what is that? And I'm like, okay, that's a mastectomy form you know, right. You had breast cancer and had to have a breast removed. You place it in the bra. Well, there was no price on it. So I took it up to the gentleman in charge, you know, just an old grandpa, you know, and I, I kind of showed it to him and he, I said, how much is this? He goes, what is that, honey? And I said, well, here, and I just showed it to him and he's, Oh, you know, just like a, like, like a vampire. Hey, it's, it's a, it's a fake boob. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> like a, a vampire. I showed him a piece of garlic. You know, he recoiled. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. He was so <laughs> offended. <laughs> yeah. He goes, oh, give me a buck. So, uh, uh, give me a buck and then get out of here. <laughs> right. So I bought a boob in a box for a buck and I ended up selling it. Uh, I put it up for auction. And it it ended up selling for $100. So good for me, good for the person who needed it, because at the time, we're talking, you know, 20 years ago, those were going for like $300. I think now the price is down, but I really like selling the medical supplies because somebody out there needs that. Mm -hmm. And it's good for both of us. Well, and the the mastectomy clothing is also another thing. I don't know if you know about the Land's End mastectomy swimwear. It's got pockets in the chest where mm-hmm. you can put the things in there. So, you know, a lot of people are in between, you know, they've had the surgery, but they haven't had the reconstructive surgery because um, I think those are two separate things. Right. I know, but um, I found one the other day. It was a paddle suit, which is it's like a leotard with long sleeves and you know, wear it to aqua fitness or actually paddle boarding, or, you know, they have a lot of uh, aqua Mm -hmm. classes now, but um, if it will say M-A-S-T on the tag so that, you know, it's the mastectomy and then you look inside and yeah, sure enough, there's the pockets you can put the forms in. So um, people are looking for stuff like that. Oh yeah. And I, I've come across a lot of the bras, nursing bras too, also go with the mastectomy bras. And, and again, that's something that you can pick up for, you know, 50 cents, a dollar. Sometimes there'll be a bag. I love to buy things in lots and, uh, and go through it. And sometimes I sell things individual. Sometimes I sell it as a lot. So sometimes I want some room back in the house. So I like, just go ahead and send it off. Okay, so let's elaborate on medical items um, just for the listeners. You cannot sell anything that mm-hmm. requires a prescription. So like the CPAP machines, um, you know, prescription medication, stuff like that. So what do you sell, obviously, that's allowed? Okay, uh, well, you know, you cannot sell the CPAP 
but you can sell the nasal cushions. You can sell parts to it. Okay. You can sell some tubing. Um, the other things that I look for are uh, bandages, dressings for wound care. That's huge. And it's very easy because right on the package or the label, it'll say prescription only, not for resale. So you really can't, you know, screw it up. But um, mm -hmm. so I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, I think there must be a CPAP graveyard because <laughs> a lot of people have those machines and then they might have a surgery and not need it anymore or unfortunately pass away. And like, what do you do with it? There's there's mm -hmm. really nothing to do with it that I'm aware of. Yeah, I know. I mean, I've tried to even donate them to the Goodwill and they don't want it. But, you know, I think I'm going to have to get in touch with a um, more of a, a, a medical outreach like the. Doctors Without Borders, maybe, you know, okay. an association like that would be able to take the prescription items. Something worth looking at. Okay, yeah, this, this discussion comes up a lot on the Facebook group where, you know, it's it's kind of a gray area. Like, you can't sell the machine, but you can sell the accessories, and then people disagree on that. And I think uh, the eBay rule is even not really clear. But um, so people just kind of stay away from them. But I have seen all of the um, like the boots and the um, hinged braces and all those things for recovering from a, a, a knee replacement or uh, arm slings and all that kind of stuff. Is that what you sell? I can do that. I've sold an artificial leg. Really? Now, whether that was going to somebody who needed it or somebody that was, you know, into steampunk sculpture, maybe it went to an artist. I don't know. I, I don't question. I love them all. But, uh, you know, things that you don't think sell, sell. It's just a matter of time. Well, I do pass by a lot of the uh, the boots like that have the hard plastic, maybe if you had a broken ankle, you had to wear that because they can pre be pretty disgusting. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. they get kind of nasty. Yeah. I've been trying not to get caught up in the moment and like, oh, ugh, get it. You know, now I'm to the point where I'll, I'll get everything, maybe put it in my cart or before I check out at the church sale or garage sale, I'm really going to take a minute and I'm really going to look at it. I'm going to see if it's dirty. I'm going to see if it's ripped. I'm going to make sure the zipper works that's like i'm famous oh, yeah for i forget that one too <laughs> yeah if you buy a duvet cover are all the buttons there you know just slow my roll a little bit right i hear you on that okay now we need to get into the part about your fame and what happened <laughs> okay <laughs> so and and this is the inspiration for this podcast because you emailed me about this incident and I'm like, oh, we need to get you on the podcast and talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I was able to cross something off my bucket list and it's all due to um, my current husband. Um, we met, uh, we've been together 12 years and uh, I knew it was love. We met online. We were dating three months uh, and I was, we were driving home and they were cleaning out somebody's house and everything was on the curb. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, after this date, I've got to go and dumpster dive on their front lawn. And we passed and he said, you know, we should really come back later tonight and go through that pile of stuff. I'm like, I love you. 
I didn't say it out loud, You're but right. I was thinking it. He's right? like, let's get a U-Haul and come back. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is love. And, you know, it, it didn't hurt that he had a pickup truck and he's a CPA. So he does my taxes. So he's my partner. Oh, that is, oh, that is a match made in heaven for sure. <laughs> right? I hit the jackpot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so that's my partner in crime. And he uh, emailed the Antique Roadshow. They were coming to Akron like two months ago. So he he emailed for tickets. He won two tickets. You can bring somebody with you and each person can bring two items. So, you know, we're scouring through the house like, what are we going to bring? What are we going to bring? Um, he had some oil paintings and from, uh, you know, the artist Archibald Willer. He did the Spirit of 76. He did some other oil paintings. So Ron had that. And I was trying to think, what do I have? Well. That's kind of a long story um, of how I purchased these. Um, went to an online auction and they posted all the pictures. So in this picture, I see this corner of a little bit of a bamboo frame. I'm like, oh, that's probably something tiki mid-century modern bamboo wall hanging. So I try to uh, re do my research before I go. And I see that's exactly what it is. And these go for $100. So I go to the auction specifically for that. And that was in person. So I'm waiting and waiting. And as they're auctioning, they have just tables of stuff. And there's a little Victorian postcard sitting up against um, a shoebox. So I bid a dollar on it. Nobody bids against me. I win. I go and I go to pick up my postcard. And the guy's like, oh, no, you won that whole post you you won the whole shoebox like okay so I take the shoebox home with me I start going through it and lo and behold I see four postcards from Fred Rogers and these are post dated um 1966 so like the Mr. Rogers Fred Rogers yes Mr. Rogers and their the hand Mr. Rogers beautiful day in the neighborhood right and it sure is <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm trying to research to see if this was really, you know, his handwriting. But he's he's saying, you know, hi, friend. Thanks for writing me. Um, he's thanking probably a little boy for writing into the show. But it's also his personal correspondence to his family. And he's thanking somebody, you know, thanks for sending me the, the clippings and the news articles because it's too expensive to pay for the service. And uh, he's still in Pittsburgh at this time. And he's. He's asking his relatives, so what about the Cleveland market? Do you think they'd be interested in my new show? You know, so uh, I started research, tried to make sure that his this handwriting is his handwriting. And he has beautiful handwriting. If you want to see, I can show you real quick. Oh, I bet. it's I, And that's a lost art is penmanship, cursive right. writing. So here's here's an example. Oh, that is it, nice. It's very different. Yeah. So he. Yeah. So. I thought, oh, I'll take that in. And I also have a sampler um, from 1843. I'll take that in. So we go and gentleman, you know, sees my postcards. And I have to say it is so well orchestrated how the Antique Roadshow does their, their functions. I mean, you take, you park your car, you take a shuttle. They tell you which section to take your item to. He's looking at it and he's researching. And he's going back and forth and back and forth. And I'm thinking, 
oh, he's going to tell me this is counterfeit. And he's going to call the police and I'm going to be arrested. So very deadpan. I'm like, oh, and I'm just so nervous. So he finally looks up and he says, you want to be on TV? And I said, oh, I guess that's what I'm here for. So, yeah. Well, how do I look? Do I look right? TV worthy? <laughs> <laughs> so um, then he calls a producer and the producer goes over and they ask you about your story again. And she's like, oh, honey, I love that story. So they send you to the green room and they put some makeup on you. They do your hair, you know, make sure you're looking halfway decent. And then you have to wait and wait and wait. And then you they finally set up postcards. I was outdoors. And then the uh, appraiser comes and the uh, the producer says, okay, you know, there's like five cameras set up and they mic you and they, they put a pair of headphones on Ron so he could hear everything as we're talking. And he goes, okay, now you see all those cameras? And like, yeah, he goes, never look at them again. Now you're just going Don't to look into them. Don't look yet. You're just going to sit down and have a conversation. So, you know, he, he explains, you know, what's going on with uh, the postcards. Um, I tell my story, how I found them. And, you know, then as soon as they start rolling, like rigor mortis just sets in on my face. You know, you're, I was so nervous and I'm looking into the sun and I'm <laughs> sure I'm, I'm, I'm a sight to see, but, um, you know, it takes around 10, 15 minutes and then, then you're done. He tells you what it's worth, which, you know, right now I can't share with you because, you know, it hasn't aired yet. So. This, um, this antiques roadshow was recently, the, yes, the I filming just was recently. Oh yeah. The, it was in June. So this, oh, okay. I thought this yeah. was a long time ago. Oh so, no, no, yeah. this, I'm so. sorry. Yeah. This just happened, I think in June and they're saying that, you know, there's a 99% chance I'll be on, but I'm thinking, you know, this is the godfather of public television. I think they're going to you know, want to show that, uh, but they're saying anywhere between January and May of next year. Okay. So, so that's my, okay. you know, that's my hope, hopefully my fame, but, um, an interesting side note, the sampler that I brought in from 1843, the, that appraiser said, you know what, it, it's nice and it's old, but you know what, people are really looking for her mother. They want this girl's mother. That's how old they want. They want, you know, 1820. He goes, normally mm -hmm. I see these for a hundred or $200. I'm like, okay, cool. So I thought, okay, that I can do myself on eBay. I'll, I'll list that myself. So I started an auction at 199, got a hit right away. And then, you know, half hour before the end of the auction, I always tried to do my auction Sunday to Sunday. Um, last half hour, it went up and it sold for $1,265. So, oh my. and I, I contacted the person. Uh, I said, can I ask why this was so special? And she said, you know what? It was the uh, the pictures. There was trees and flowers and it was a Victorian piece. And it turned out that um, when I did my research, it was an ode. Um, it was morning ode. Somebody had died. So this little girl had written a poem to somebody. And there was the names that I had listed. So you just never know. Nobody knows everything. That's the other thing that I like, you know. Right. Yes. You're always you learning. You have to learn for yourself sometimes. Yeah. And, and it, what people want changes. 
some things stay the yeah. same, but other things change. So what we need to do is once that episode airs is have you back on and then you can talk more about the value of Mr. Rogers handwriting. <laughs> right. You know what? And then also I, uh, I've reached out, there's a local auction here and I said, can, you know, do you think this is of any value? And she said, no, that's not mm, nothing. So now I think now that I have this uh, road show, experience and information that they've given me you know what i i do enjoy it but i think i need to send it out into the wild and let a, a true lover of mr rogers own it mm-hmm. i like that idea yeah you know okay well um yeah we because we're all going to want to know <laughs> when it aired and it'll probably be on youtube after it airs i think they put a lot of their stuff on youtube right um, or you can find it recorded somewhere. So right. we can all look forward to that in the coming months. Cause now, now I'm very, very um, interested in the value they gave you. So we are almost at the end and I let my guests pick uh, what kind of question they want to answer just kind of shows your personality. And so what are you going to talk about? Okay. Well, I wanted to uh, recommend a podcast, but I also have a quick joke. Um, and this is from my son. So thank you, Ross. Um, okay. Why didn't the green pepper do archery? I have no idea. Because he didn't have an arrow. Oh, that's a bad one. <laughs> I'm going to counter that with why don't cannibals eat clowns? Right, because they taste funny. <laughs> Good. And then you wanted to talk about one other thing. Okay. Well, when I was uh, doing the the Antiques Roadshow, when I was uh, at the venue, they have a lot of banners promoting other podcasts and shows that they do. And one podcast that they do that I had never heard of was called Detours. So it's a behind the scenes look at, you know, what happens after they pack up and go on to the next city, or it could be what's happened. Um, with an item that they've appraised. Uh, there's a couple, you know, one did a Tiffany lamp and it got stolen. So they're talking about the recovery of the lamp. They get more in depth with some of the stories that the uh, the guests bring on. Uh, they go in depth about a uh, Holocaust survivor and their, their stolen uh, artwork from their family and getting involved with the FBI on how to get back their their artwork so very very historical very interesting you know and it's it's what we do you know follow about our hidden treasures and stolen treasures it just makes you think what is wrong with these people that do that um oh steal things to resell them or it's going to show up somewhere karma but, man yeah look at, watch you out know what for they that. say with the, about karma you can't you know, it, it's, yeah, people have no, no soul sometimes, it seems. What's that joke? Uh, karma's only a bleep if you are. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I like that. That sounds like a good bumper sticker. Yeah, I've seen that. So, hey, what goes around comes around. So, okay, well, that hour went by really fast and I'm so glad that you agreed after a little hesitation to come <laughs> on. Um, so 
what was what was your experience? Was this comfortable for you? Did you enjoy it? Oh yeah, absolutely. And and you know, like there's I have a few lists. I made a list, and I'm so like, oh, we we gotta hit that. We gotta hit that. But yeah, like you say, the hour goes so quick. You know, I was very nervous, but you know, it, it's it's just talking with my friend that I haven't met yet. You know, I always say, you know, you're my Wednesday friend, and I. I always like plan my errands on a Wednesday because I want to hear your podcast as I drive around. So you're a a lovely human being. We'll save that list because we're, I'm going to circle back and want to know when your episode airs on antiques roadshow. So we can tell the world, because I know resellers are going to be interested in seeing that not only you on camera, (laughs) but your item and how much it appraised for. So that will be the mystery until your episode airs and we'll, we'll regroup and talk about that. Oh, I would love to. Thank you so much. And again, I just love what you do. I mean, you're just fantastic. Well, thank you so much. Okay. Well, are you, um, what are you doing today? Are you going to go out treasure hunting or are you working on the death pile or? You know what? (laughs) Actually, um, I take care of my mom and dad, you know, and so doctor's appointments, a lot of that's going on. So, uh, Friday, it's a death pile. It's a death pile today. And I, I'm doing I'm doing some cleaning of some items. Um, going out to dinner. Friday is, is still date night for us. So <laughs> good, good. So you're doing the behind the scenes eBay stuff and then rewarding yourself with going out to dinner. And I'm so happy that you found someone and oh. that you're happy and you're in alignment. Um, And I'm just going to put this out there. I'm still looking for husband number two, but my standards are really high because he needs to be a brain surgeon and uh, moonlight as an underwear model. (laughs) Well, you know, speak that out to the universe, put it, uh, you know, speak it into who knows, who knows how, who knows what will show up now. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Well, thank you again for coming on. And, um, we will be back in touch to hear about your uh, results of your antiques roadshow. Thank you. Thank you, Suzanne. Okay. You have a great All day. Right. Bye. Bye. Thanks again, Gail, for coming on the podcast and sharing your fame with us. <laughs> we will definitely check back in after your episode has aired on Antiques Roadshow and talk more about that experience and go over some of the questions that we didn't even get to in this podcast. Okay, on to today's trivia question. It absolutely must be about Fred Rogers. The question is, what was Fred Rogers professional background before his famous TV show. Here are a few seconds to think about it. Born in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, Rogers earned a bachelor's degree in music from Rollins College in 1951. He was also a Presbyterian minister. A few more things. He was red-green colorblind. Both of those colors looked the same to him. So he couldn't even see that his sweater or the trolley 
were actually red. He wore sneakers on the set because they made less noise than dress shoes. And he went swimming every single morning before work. I read his memoir a few years ago, and despite being the butt of many jokes during his life, he really was a fascinating, kind, generous, and genuinely caring person. Next week, my guest is Sally, who is also fascinating in her own right and has some gigantic sales to share, so make sure to tune in for that. Thank you all for listening and making this podcast part of your day. Make it a great week on eBay and in life. Bye, everybody.